Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. This is a juicy one because we are talking all about our customers. You know, oftentimes when founders are asking me anything about their business in terms of sales and marketing, I literally always come back to this topic of who is your customer? Who do you serve? So we're going to dig all into that. We're going to dig into customer segmentation. We're going to dig into customer profile because I had a really big aha this past week because um, I've been teaching this for a long, long time. And whenever I uh, encounter someone that's kind of having hard time with concepts, I really like to reimagine how I'm explaining things. And I kind of hit an aha this past week um, that I think is going to really clarify for everyone. So stay tuned for this episode. But before we get into it, I want to let you know that I have a great resource for you um, all about how to build a sales focused marketing strategy, right? Because we're talking about customers today and we're going to talk about conversions and generating leads and all of that stuff. Um, But the most important thing that you need to have moving forward is a sales focused marketing strategy. We need to be working to um, bring to life a strategy against a proven system, right? We're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. So if you want to grab that free resource and learn how to build your sales-focused marketing strategy, you can do that at uglyventures.com backslash strategy. That's U-G-L-I, ugly with an I, ventures.com backslash strategy. All right, let's get into the episode. So today we're talking about a customer profile and customer segmentation. Okay. So I, in my accelerator a couple of weeks ago, so I have my sales and marketing growth accelerator where we, we bring, um, you know, small cohorts of women through a one-year program where we are teaching them how to grow and scale their business using scale, uh, sales and marketing. And we have a module that is all about, um, enhancing your brand communication because a lot of times when when founders are stuck, when businesses are stuck, in my experience, in their business, we and, and not really making traction or kind of hit a plateau, I kind of go back to the messaging, right? And the brand, but not brand as in logo and colors. Brand communication is how well are we communicating our offer? So our, you know, the transformation, the uh, the benefits and features of our service or product, how well are we communicating that to our prospective customers, right? And oftentimes at that most basic level, there's a disconnect. And so in this work that we do in the sales and marketing accelerator, um, sometimes really reveals a problem that I see in a lot of businesses, um, which is having multiple customer profiles. So we're gonna talk about what is a customer profile because sometimes this idea of customer segments and customer profile or ideal client avatar or you know, 
Yes. Or what other words they use it for? I, ideal client or customer, ideal customer. There's all these terms, right? But we're talking about our customers. <laughs> um, but there's a confusion between segmentations and these profiles. So today, my hope is to kind of like clear the cobwebs here and make it super duper clear for you what the difference of these two terms are and how you're going to sort of use these two different tools in your business um, to grow. So let's start with what is a customer profile? So a customer profile, and again, there's a lot of names for them, but this is really an individual portrait of the person you are trying to reach. And what's really useful or why this is really useful is because it gives our everyone on our team, our sales team and our marketing team, one unifying individual to think about when crafting messaging for marketing, social media posts, blog topics, copy on a website, sales scripts. It's really, really useful to have an avatar, like a representation of this ideal person in our minds, right? It helps us focus our efforts and it helps us focus our message. So this is often um, an exercise that people go through when they're first starting their businesses, right? And in the sales and marketing accelerator, I often say, you know, it's one thing to kind of create this ideal portrait of your customer when you're first starting before you have any actual sales. Because um, in the beginning, you're, you're guessing, you're really guessing what that customer profile is going to be, right? Um, but as you become become more mature in your business, like you've actually sold things in your business, um, there becomes maybe a different customer or maybe your ideal customer is different than what you originally thought. But a lot of times we don't go back to kind of like update that profile, which can be problematic. So the customer profile is, you know, a representation of who's your typical customer right? It's really useful to do this exercise once you've sold a bunch of your product or service, because then you know, not ideally who your customer is, you know who they really are. So my challenge to you this week is to kind of look at that ideal customer you did maybe years and years ago and see if it's still valid, okay? Um, but we want to paint this picture of this customer profile. You know, who is this typical customer? You know, what's their age? Uh, where are they located? How much money do they make? Um, you know, do they have kids? Do they have pets? Like, what does their ideal day look like? The more nuanced and detailed you can get, um, which is, it's really fun to do this, right? You create this whole story around this person. Um, the more engaging it is for your team, and it actually clarifies for your team um, really well, like who this person is. Because you have to think a lot of times, a lot of people on your team don't actually have direct uh, contact with your customers. This is a huge one. Like your social media manager uh, probably doesn't have like coffee with your ideal customer, right? And uh, they don't uh, have conversations. They don't uh, understand their pain points or their or their um, you know their their struggles in life like you do because you you know your customer intimate, intimately because you as a founder probably have sold to them, have heard their objections, all those things. It becomes more difficult for your teammates to really have that knowledge level that you do. They, they're never probably going to have that same level of knowledge as you do. But crafting this customer profile is what's going to help them get into the headspace of that, that ideal customer. So it's, so I want to stress that 
your customer profile, you should just have one in your business. And this is where I see a lot of marketing departments getting stuck and a lot of sales departments as well. Because if you're selling to different customer profiles, it becomes much more challenging to convert those customers into or those prospects into customers. And the reason is, is because I want you to zoom out and understand how difficult it is to really get the product market fit in terms of communication, um, how difficult it is to get like a steady pipeline of customers coming through your marketing funnels and your sales funnels. It's a very big task. And it's often one that takes many, many years to perfect. Okay. Now that's only for one customer. If you start layering, you know, I you know, my ideal customer profile, it's, it's, uh, you know, men ages 50 to 70 and women uh, ages 18 to 25 or whatever, like that's an extreme example, but those two segments are, those two customer profiles are so incredibly different that the, the communication strategy, the visuals, the copy that appeals to those two individuals are so vastly different that everything you do, all of your effort needs to be doubled. And if you add more into there, tripled or quadrupled. So for companies that are able to really service different customer profiles, these are usually large corporations that have enormous budgets to create full-scale funnels and campaigns and sales teams just for those individual customer profiles. So I always advise founders um, because in my own marketing departments that I've, lead, ha, that I've led as a fractional CMO, I know how hard it is when your team's attention is split. And also when your budget is split, um, when, when your ad budget is split, right? Just think about how much power you can have, how much further your dollars can go if it's all concentrated at that one type of customer as opposed to splitting that budget and trying to reach a lot of different kinds of customers. So when we're thinking of our customer profile, I want you just to create one, one ideal customer, one current customer profile that represents your perfect customer, the one that will benefit the most from your product or service and the one that you enjoy working with the most, okay? So this is your customer profile and you should only have one. But now let's look into segments, okay? And I'm going to give you an example. There's a bunch of examples if you get to the blog. I have a, like three or four kind of examples of customer profiles and corresponding segments if you want to check that out because I don't want this to be a super long episode, but I'll give you a couple examples. So a segment is really when we take that customer profile and we're going to segment them based on a couple of different things, okay, that are going to help us. So a really easy way to remember this is um, behavioral segmentation. So let's think about people that come to your website and they join your email list, right? They're on your newsletter list. So they're receiving your emails, right? But maybe one of those people on your list go to actually put one of your products or services in the cart and they go to the checkout, but they abandon cart, right? This is a behavior that you can tag in your system. And it opens up an opportunity 
to give individualized communication to that person, that abandoned cart, right? And if you are using Shopify and you have a product-based business, this is going to be very obvious to you, right? But it illustrates how if the person is just on your newsletter, you're not going to send them communication about abandoned cart. It wouldn't make any sense to them. But the person that abandoned the cart, them getting email communications, um, it's going to remind them that they abandoned cart. And it's, it's, it's tailor making communication based on things that they've done with you, right? So you can create a whole campaign just for someone that abandoned cart. That's an example of segmenting by um, behavior. Now, there's other ways that you can segment. Let's talk about psychographic segmentation. So customers that are in different lifestyles or life stages. So a really great example, I have a, a founder in my community who has a subscription box service for brides, right? Now, this subscription box, right, is going to communicate with brides differently as they get closer to their wedding. So psychologically, you have the person that just got engaged. Then you have the person that's like six months out to their wedding. Then you have a person that's like three days out to their wedding. There's definitely different psychological things that are going on in their mind that, you know, if you have tailored communication, for example, when someone gets into the email list, they they describe or they input when their wedding date is, right? And then as the date approaches or as these milestones approach, you, you can give communication that is specific to those dates. So for example, you can have everyone put their date and then six months out, you can get them into a specific campaign talking about your six months out to your wedding, right? That's going to be quite different than all of the people that are maybe just sitting on your email list, right? Or people that have their wedding was last year, but they're still on your email list. So there's a lot of power in segmenting um, your your client, right? Your, and, and then being able to give them that tailor-made communication. And in a minute, I'm going to tell you some startling um, data points on how much better individualized and tailor-made communication works in converting prospects um, than general communication. Um, another great way to segment your clients is by lo ge uh, geographic location. So a really good example of this which I love, which maybe this is the marketing nerd in me, but like, I love flyers that come in the snail mail. Like, I love it. Um, and, you know, if Pizza Hut is opening up in my town, it will say, you know, hey, Doral resident, which is where I live, um, you know, there's a Pizza Hut opening up in, you know, in, in your town, just a couple of miles away from your home. How great is that? It makes me feel like, oh, you know me, you know, this isn't just like a national, uh, a national, uh, campaign. This is this is for me, because segmentation and also honing in on that one customer. Because if anyone's thinking like I want to give some pushback on this one customer thing, what you are looking for when people go to your website, when people go to your socials, when people are um, reading your emails, you want them to like be in your brand's world and think this is for me. That's very powerful. This is for me. Um, another really good example that I love of the geographic segmentation is a company called Yard Zen. So Yard Zen is one of these companies that 
they'll do like your landscaping virtually. Like you can get like an, a landscape architect or designer um, and you can pay, you know, one of these like online design platforms. And all of the communication that I got from them, like their email, their marketing emails, always says like specifically about my town, like things about my town or things about the state that I live in, because they understand that, you know, I live in Florida. So our vegetation is quite unique to other parts of the, of the country. And so when I see their communication, I say like, this product is for me, that's tailor-made to me and my needs. Right. Um, and that is a very powerful, the other thing you could do is, you know, demographic segmentation. So, you know, you can look kind of at age. Let's let's talk about a really good example of demographic segmentation is looking at different ages. So maybe you have a business that focuses on moms, right? Focus on moms and uh, like children. Maybe it's like your target is moms and the product or service is something for your kids, right? Something like a kid's fruit snacks, right? Now there's going to be, you're not going to just focus on one age of mom, but there's a lot of different ages of moms. Like you can be a young mom, right? With, with the young kids, or you can have be a little bit of an older mom and you can have like, you know, have babies anymore, but you have bigger kids, right? You can segment, you know, the moms that you're targeting by what the age their kids are. And what's really great example of this is like uh, these companies that print, um, print photo albums, so a lot of times they'll ask you the age of your kids and they'll actually tailor communication. You know, when it's little Jimmy's birthday, they'll say, oh, little Jimmy's turning five, you know, and, and be able to kind of track that, um, that, that journey with you. And, and, it, and what it, it does is sort of creates that, um, that connection with the brand and makes that mom feel like, Hey, this brand like actually cares about me and my kid. And even though in the back of my, our minds, we know it's all automated and all that stuff, but it still gives us that feeling. Right. Um, so again, different ways that you can segment. So we talked about demographics, uh, segmentation, right. We talked about geographic segmentation, psychographic segmentation and behavioral segmentation. The key is that it's all the same customer profile, right? The general customer we're trying to reach, um, the segmentation is just the ways in which we can further categorize um, that customer and then tailor make communication for them. So that brings me to the last point. And again, I have a lot of juicy examples on customer profiles and segmentations if you head over to the blog, um, which is just uglyventures.com backslash podcast. So you can go and read the whole, the whole thing. It's just backslash podcast. Um, but let's look at some of the, the customization conversion rates. Okay. So um, according to a recent study by Salesforce, 73% of consumers expect brands to understand their needs and expectations. So we're already annoyed if we feel like we're getting general communication right? Because customers are expecting 73% of them for the brands to kind of understand a little bit about who they are or where they live or something about their life in context, in the context of the product or service that's being sold. Okay. Stats show that personalized emails have an open rate of about 19% compared to general emails that are only about 13. 
All right. So 18 to 20% is kind of a benchmark wise, really where you want to be for your email open rates. I speak to many, many people that have much higher open rates than that, but if you're much lower than a 20% open rate, um, that is below kind of industry benchmark. So what I would say is if you haven't, you know, see if you can get your emails feeling a little bit more personalized, right? And you can do that by putting people's names in the body of the email or even in the subject line and see if that does anything for your conversion, for your uh, click rate, your, your open rate, sorry. Um, then we have research by Epsilon indicates that personalized messages can drive 10 times higher conversion rates compared to standard messages, okay? Because the, the fact of the matter is, is when customers feel understood, they're more likely to take action, right? They are going to say, this is for me. Um, and then last but not least, Deloitte study highlights 36% of customers expressed interest in buying products and services that are personalized to their needs. So it's not only increasing conversion, but also fostering brand loyalty, right? And these are all the ways in which we can really um, just enhance the personality and the persona of our brand to our customers, right? Because in the end, we want those customers and those prospects to build a relationship with us, our company, our brand. And these are sort of the tactical ways in which we can do it, but we cannot really work on customizing our messaging until we have very clear idea of who is that customer that we're going after? What is the profile of that one customer that we serve? And then what are the ways in which we are segmenting that customer so we can tailor the messaging? So this was kind of a juicy one. I hope this is uh, was helpful to you. And I would love to hear your questions about customer profile for segmentation. You can reach me every day on LinkedIn. You can just DM me and Victoria Hajar on LinkedIn. That's where I spend the most of my time. Um, uh, and you can always catch me on Instagram. I'm trying to get better on Instagram. So if you like me on Instagram, please give me words of encouragement because it's not um, my most natural platform as LinkedIn is, but you know, I, I see the value in it and I love consuming it. Um, so until this week, founders, listen, I know there's always a lot to consider, but you know, instead of kind of diving into a feeling of overwhelm, everything I always talk about and teach is always about stepping back and looking at the bigger picture. And with this particular case, the action item that you can do this week, right? Learning into action is revisit that customer profile that you made maybe many years ago and see if it's still relevant. That's the first step. And then next step is take a look at ways that you can segment that customer profile and into meaningful uh, communication you know, into meaningful, tailored communications that you can make for them. Because I, I'm sure that you will see a boost in your conversions um, as a result. All right, that's it for this week. I can't wait to see you back here again next week for the Marketing for Startups podcast. See ya. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and i hope that you found this helpful if you did like this episode it would mean so so much to me if you subscribed if you rate and review this podcast it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying it also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on instagram and tag me at ugly ventures 
U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.